0: So, um, hands up if you know the story of David and Goliath. Who wins the battle? Who wins? David. David David wins, right? Yeah. All right. So we know David wins. Um, Also, we are are looking at um, young people in the Bible, just a heads up, again, you know, young and free series, and um, we're looking at some young people now. Um, Because I know you guys are young people, your memories are awesome. So um, you can remember who we looked at last week, right? Hands up if you can remember. Who we looked at last week? It was here. It was here, yeah. Yeah, so I was here. Uh, it was four weeks ago it was Josiah. That was the last time I was here. Okay, so you remember Josiah. That's great. That's half a point. So I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. You probably don't remember. But it was Timothy. Okay, We didn't technically look at Timothy, but we looked at a, a, a responsibility that Timothy had to pass on a message to, to others who would then pass on a message to others. So we looked at how to start the spread of the gospel and the good news. Okay, so Josiah. Any other young people that we learned from over the last few weeks? Samuel, yeah, Samuel sought the Lord. Samuel was lying in his bed in the temple and he heard the voice of God and he sought the Lord, yeah. And we had Josiah and King Josiah, yeah. Remember any others? Remember we had Lindsay McKenzie, Sonia's father, preach to us. And he talked about the boy who had lunchbox. It was the first one. Sure. The boy with a lunchbox. He had a little bit, but that's what he gave. A young man serving God, giving what he had. So we can learn a lot from young people, can't we? The week before last was Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Remember the furnace and how they stood and stood there. Uh, Stood for their faith and belief in God, even in the midst of execution in a furnace. And they ended up surviving, and God was with them in the middle of it. Remember that? Mm -hmm. All right, so here we have another young person, and he's 15, and his name is David. But he faces up to a giant of a man, Goliath. Now, I want to just have a look at a couple of things, because I think we already know the story of Goliath and David, and we know who wins, we know how it ends. But I want to ask you this question, and it's a hypothetical question, so don't yell it out. But how does David beat Goliath? How does David beat Goliath? Because I think we have some giants in our lives sometimes, and they could be a visit to the hospital. They could be a relationship difficulty. They could be a disappointment with someone who you trusted. It could be a financial giant. You just don't know how you're going to get past this. Alright, so the giant that David faces, he actually, um, he he comes against this giant that everyone else is afraid of. Alright, I want to take you to the Bible, let's have a look at 1 Samuel 17, and we'll go to verse 12, just to start with, okay, to introduce David. David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at that time, and he had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shimei, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. So these guys are warriors. They're trained to be in the army, and now they're in the army. They're trained warriors, all right? G.I. Joes. Jesse, uh, sorry, verse 14. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army, but David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. All right? So David would go and help his brothers, take them food, whatever. He'd also play the harp for King Saul as well, because King Saul was struggling with depression and and an anxious spirit. But then he'd always remember to go back and take responsibility of his father's um, sheep. All right? Now, it says in verse 16, for 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion, that's Goliath, strutted in front of the Israelite army. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these toasted cheese sandwiches and this pizza and whatever it is, and go and see your brothers and tell me how they're doing. Okay, so I'm just skipping through. Verse 20 says, so David left the sheep with another shepherd and and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him he arrived at the camp just as the israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries could you imagine that these warriors these they're armed ready for battle they're shouting their battle cries and they're ready to go they're pumped there's testosterone in the air there's the clanging of swords there's the you know the beating of chests there's these these israelite warriors ready for battle okay and soon the israelite and philistine forces stood facing each other army against army david left his things with the with the keeper of supplies and hurried to the ranks the front lines to greet his brothers as he was talking with them goliath the philistine champion from gath came out from the philistine ranks then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. Uh, and now, th- this taunt that he was calling out is in verse 8. He says, Why are you all coming out to fight? I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we'll be your slaves. But if I kill him, then you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. And that's what he was calling out. He was taunting the Israelite army and he was three meters tall. And he was built too, because he was able to carry a whole lot of armor upon himself. And we're told that Saul said to David that David was just a youth. But this man has been a warrior from his youth, so he's had experience in battle as a warrior. This man is built, three meters tall. Now I've heard stories about what people might think about him and and uh, Christian scientific um, theories, but when I when I can't help but think when I when I'm reading this, in verse 24 of chapter 17. It says, as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. How many people are in an army? Lots. Lots? Yeah. (laughs) Right? Now, you and I, we can't just go join the Australian army. We'd have to go through training in order to pass tests, in order to be on the field of battle. And here are these seasoned warriors That have been fighting for Saul and they hear this giant taunt them and whenever they see him they begin to run away in fright in other words I don't want to be the guy that gets chosen to fight up against that guy no one wants to face up to this giant now there's sometimes there's things like that in our lives right there's some things that come our way I mean, I, let, let me just talk about me. There's some things that come my way, which I feel like, you know what? I really don't want to have to deal with this. Is there some way around this situation? Is there some way I can just, you know, ignore it and it'll go away? No, giants actually don't do that. They giants, by definition in this story, go on for 40 days and 40 nights Ba 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 Taunting. It all comes out of their mouths. And a giant will take your attention away from what is in the future to try and be intimidated by what you can see in front of you. This giant, this Goliath, um, we know the end story, right? So I want to encourage you with this. If you have a giant in your life, could be a relational giant, situational giant, it could be a financial giant, it could be a medical giant, could be whatever giant, whatever it is that, you know, those things that come against us and they go, I'm bigger than you, you won't be able to conquer me. Just call it Goliath. Just don't like, you know, not out loud because people might think you're a weirdo, but just call it Goliath because you know what you're doing? You're actually telling yourself how that thing is going to wind up when you trust God. When you trust God through that battle, it's going to be conquered. And in fact, Goliath ends up with his head chopped off. So he is well and truly silenced. So David David teaches me, well, when I've read this again, David taught me exactly how he conquered Goliath. All right, do you want to learn how he did it? You might think, well, he just, he just, you know, he used his experience as a shepherd and he picked up some stones and he used a sling and he hurled it at Goliath. You would be, you'd be partially correct. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. That's because that's partially correct. Because the stone hit the giant in the forehead. He fell down. And then David took the giant's sword out of his sheath and chopped his head off, which is my favorite part of the story. Actually, no, it's not. But my favorite part is that he carried the head around with him in the tent. Like, that's tough for a 15 year old kid. Like, you know, that's all the girls would have been, woo, David, you're the best. Also, ooh, <laughs> I'm not staying with David's tent that's what he did. Wasn't it a sling shop? Was it? Well, it was a sling. So, well, we don't know exactly, but evidence proves shepherds would use uh, like a, a strap uh, with a, with a, like a, uh, I don't know, yeah. a, a piece yeah. about that bit, yeah. big bit and, and just a strap and they'd place a rock in there and then they'd just use gravity, uh, not gravity, inertia, you know, just fling it around and then eventually twist it in such a way that the strap holding that flicks that way and they can just, and with a lot of use and experience and practice, they can hit their target pretty well. Um, David didn't say that he used his sling and rocks on bears and the lions that would come against his sheep, which is interesting. But um, what I see here is um, while Goliath is taunting everybody and the Israelite army are afraid. Forty days and forty nights, this happens. David turns up and he says, "What's what happens?" You know, and he finds out what happens to the guy who actually can face up against the giant Goliath. He gets um, no tax. Um, he gets to marry the king's daughter, and uh, something else. I can't remember what it was. Um, Oh, he will give that man one of his daughters for a wife and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. All right, for the whole family. So David asked the soldier standing there, what, what will I get? And they told him. And then um, he gets in trouble by his brothers because they think he's being arrogant. But then the king finds out that David is wanting to face up against this Goliath. And so the king gets David in. And we, we, we read that the king then put his armor on David. That didn't work. All right. But you know what I find in the Bible, well, all the time, whenever you're reading the Bible, do you notice things repeat themselves sometimes? So I don't know if you guys were here with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but there was a lot of falling down to the, the harp, the flute, the zither, the lyre, and, blah, 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 and that was repeated again and again and again and again. All right? Lots, lots of times. Like Jesus, when he was saying something really important, he would say, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, like he would repeat the word. Um, right now in heaven there are angels and they're repeating one word right now because it's really important. Holy, holy, holy. So whenever you see something repeated in the Bible, make you know put your ears up like a dog and find out why it's there because because it's really important. Something's really important. And I noticed something repeated in this story, which I hadn't really noticed before. The way that David beat Goliath. Do you want to know what how he did it? Have a look at verse 26 and verse 36 because it's repeated. All right, verse 26 says, David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And then over in 36, it reads, I have done this. He's talking to Saul. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. you notice repetition? He calls him a pagan Philistine who defies the armies of the living God. Now, the New Living Translation is extremely gentle and soft and politically correct. Because what David does before he faces up to this giant While while the Israelite warriors are looking at the giant, being focused on the giant, getting intimidated by the giant, listening to all things the giant is saying, they're looking at him. Guess where David's looking? He's looking down. He's looking down. Trick question. Because what he calls this giant is an uncircumcised pagan Philistine. Now, I don't want to get weird, but what he's doing there is he's declaring a spiritual reality in the midst of a physical problem. You see, circumcision for a Jewish or Israel, Israel um, for Israel, Israeli boys on the eighth day, they would be circumcised as a sign of the covenant God had for his people. Right now, we don't we're not under that anymore. All right? I just want to throw that in right now. We're under a new covenant in Christ's blood, all right, and this is the sign of the new covenant, that Jesus Christ died for our sins and we are in a relationship with God. Now, covenant's a big word. Our Bibles are made up of two covenants, the two testaments, the Old Testament, which is from Genesis all the way up to Malachi, and the New Testament, which is from Matthew all the way down to Revelation, right, that's the end, so... Somewhere in the middle is that halfway point, I guess. We call it a testament, but it's the same, covenant. Now, a covenant, you probably know what the word means, but this is an easy way of remembering it. It's a divinely ordained relational bond. Okay, a divinely ordained relational bond. It's God who ordains it, and it's about relationship, and it's a bond. So why? Because God wants relationship with us. He wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants all people to be in relationship with himself, and he's and he's had covenant after covenant throughout the Bible, different covenants throughout the Bible for that relationship to develop. He, there's the there's a, a damnic covenant. There's a Mosaic covenant. There's a, I think there's a Noah covenant and a Abra- Abrahamic covenant. You know, like yeah, I know. Shut up. Too many covenants. But the idea of a covenant is that. There'd be a covering. You'd, you'd come under the protection of God. Okay? And, and the circumcised males was a, was a symbol, a sign of God's protection upon his people. Okay? And so, David, being one of those, he notices one true fact in this battle that this warrior, champion Goliath, is coming at him. And the first thing he notices about Goliath is not three metres tall, is not, you know, 300 pounds or whatever, you know, not the muscles, not the not the weapons, not even the voice of Goliath, not even the taunts that this warrior is making. First thing he notices is this, this guy's cut the wrong way. He's not under a covering of God like me. He's a 15-year-old boy and he realises what real strength is in a battle, which I think is really cool. So he repeats it. He says it to the to the warriors. He says, who is this Philistine, right, in verse 26? Who is this guy? And he also says it to the king. Now, the king should have known all this already. And so he says, who is this Philistine anyway? He's allowed to defy the armies of God. So David comes under. Actually, no, David is already under the covenant. And so are all the other Israelite warriors. David seems to be the only person there who's actually actuating that covenant, putting it into effect. It's like, you know, you guys are all Melbourneites. Who who wasn't who hasn't been born outside of Melbourne here? Okay, where are you from, Bob? Adelaide. Adelaide. Alright, fantastic. That's pretty cool. You still use umbrellas in Adelaide, I assume. Yeah, we use them uh, sometimes in Queensland. Yeah, yeah awesome. you've used I've an umbrella? <laughs> it's good to carry an umbrella around, isn't it? I've learned that in Victoria. Have a jumper in your boot and, a, and an umbrella in your boot of your car because you never know, right? <laughs> Maybe some skis as well. Who knows? It's, it's autumn. But if, it's like um, if you're carrying an umbrella, it's like a covenant, right? You're in possession of that relationship with God. But if you're not going to put that umbrella up when it's raining, guess who's going to get wet? You. Now, if you put that umbrella up when it's raining, guess who's going to get wet? Not you. The umbrella. Yeah, the umbrella gets wet. It doesn't stop the rain. The rain keeps coming, but there's a covering, all right? And so this is the thing. You see, God doesn't take away the giant. In fact, all the way through the Bible, God doesn't just kind of step in and take the things away. He actually wants to partner with people who believe in what he's already promised. He wants to partner with people who are in covenant with him throughout the whole Bible. God could just go, you know what, Goliath, no. Nah. <clears throat> I don't want any evil in the world. Get rid of all the evil. And he could do that if he wanted to. But he wants to partner with you and I and people that he wants a relationship with. He wants us to see how good he can be to us in a relationship. And David actuated that faith, that covenant. He put it into effect. He said, okay, well... You guys don't understand that you are God's children. He's talking to the Israel Israelite warriors. I do. I'm just going to face off against this massive big giant because he's not under the covering of God, no matter how big he is. So what he does is he looks down. <laughs> and then what he does is he looks beyond. So let's get down to the battle. Okay? So verse 12, uh, verse 30 uh, now we read 32. 41. 41. So Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer and ahead, ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David that you'd come at me with a stick. And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. That's all future tense. He's telling Goliath how it's going to be. He he looks down at Goliath and he goes, You know what? Because you're not under the covering, this is how it's going to be for you. <laughs> and he looks past Goliath to the future about what's going to happen. And in the midst of that, he looks up as well. Because what he does is he, he he doesn't listen to what Goliath's saying to him about his gods. He says, you come against me with all this physical, visible stuff, but I come against you in the name. In the name. Yeah, in the name of God of heaven's armies the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel. You know God, you know what God's name is? Yeah. No, it's just him. I am the Yahweh, the Lord, Jesus, Redeemer, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Tekeno, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shalom, Saviour. You know, he has, in the Old Testament alone, I think there's about 85 different names for God. The one God, but names differently to suit the situations. So for one person who is is struggling in life to trust God's promises, he's the God who hears. To another person who's struggling to survive in the midst of lack and famine, he's the God who provides. You know, and and in, in the midst of battle, David remembers and declares this is the God of war. He's a God of heaven's armies. In other words, I'm not alone fighting against this massive, big, physical giant. I've got a spiritual backup team of heaven's armies with me. So who is this three-meter-tall, muscle-bound, heavyweight guy anyway? (laughs) You know, (laughs) Goliath is his name. And you you know those giants that you face in your life? The things that make you cry, the things that make you feel like throwing in the towel, you know, those things that come your way that you feel like, oh my goodness, how's this gonna get I'm gonna get through this? Where did this come from? Just keep telling that thing what it is and where it's going <laughs> and who God is in that situation. So if your Goliath is a financial Goliath, I'm gonna I'm gonna face this thing trusting that God's my provider. You know? Just, you know, enter name here. That's how we do it. (laughs) But this is how David does it. He looks down and he looks ahead, but he also looks up and he he, he invites God into the situation. And so then what we see is David, uh, in verse 48, sorry, Goliath, moved closer to attack David. David quickly ran out to meet him. He ran to meet him he was not afraid and reaching into his shepherd's bag he took out a stone he held it with his sling and hit the philistine in the forehead the stone sank in and goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground david chopped his head off end of story love it he had he chose 5 stones probably cuz goliath had four brothers who knows don't know Why? but he but he, had, but he had four left just in case but he threw he, he slung the first one and it hit goliath in the head and he fell and he died. But he fell forward, not backward. He, he didn't hit. He, he died. He died. And his head was cut off. <laughs> and David, he, um, he said in a previous testimony to the king, um, in verse 36 or verse 35, actually let's go to verse 34, he said to the king, I have... I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it or I run after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I've done this to both the lions and bears and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he defied the armies of the living God. It's interesting because he attacks the mouth. Of the, of the thing that's coming against him. And the giant that comes against you and I, those things that come against us, if we want to, we can listen to what they're saying. You're not good enough. You'll never measure up. You'll never get through this. You won't have enough money. They don't really care about you. Don't love them back. It's, it's you put, you're wasting your time. You know, And these giants will taunt and taunt and taunt and lie and lie and lie. And David, it's interesting how he killed this lion and the bear where he clubbed it. And, and, and rescued whatever was stuck in its mouth. And you, you and I, can, we can get stuck in the giant's mouth. Stop listening to the words. Stop believing the lies. Let's believe who God is in a situation and know that God can deliver us from, the, from those, those things that come our way. And what David does is he doesn't even listen to what Goliath has to say. He just runs towards the mouth and, and eventually just chops it off from the neck. And it's done. Now, I don't know why he fell face down on the ground, but he did. And it's interesting because if he did, guess what part of his face hit the ground? His mouth. (laughs) His nose, his mouth. Yeah, that's right. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. You know, and I want to finish on this. just this, passage out of um, 2 Corinthians, mm, mm. which I think is really cool. It's encouraged me, as I'm sure it will encourage you as you face your Goliaths. Don't forget, name your Goliath, look down, see what it really is. It's oh, not under the covering. Mm. Look ahead and look up. Trust God in it all. And it says that um, in verse, uh, sorry, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says this, That is why we never give up, though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. See, this is this new covenant that we're under. It lasts forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. I just want to encourage you, you know, as you're facing those Goliaths in your life, it's really a spiritual battle. Have that heavenly heavenly perspective when you're facing that giant. Have that heavenly perspective, knowing that God is above it all. and He can get you through, all right? Trust him. And if you need to speak to the giant, just tell it what its name is and how it's going to end up, because it might encourage you too. Hmm. No. That's all I have to say. How about I pray? Thank you, Lord, that you are the strong one in our relationship. Thank you, Lord, for that relationship that Jesus uh, has won for us on the cross, that we can be uh, your sons and daughters, and we can actually know that we're your sons and daughters, ...because of believing in Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that new covenant... ...that new promise that you love us. You're our Father and and we are your children. And we just thank you, Lord, for the covering that we have in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would help each one of us, Lord... ...to appropriate the promises that we have in our lives. And God, give us the strength to trust you in the midst of those battles with those giants that come our way, Lord. We lift our hearts to you, Lord. We trust you, God. We pray that you keep our eyes open to what you're doing in our lives too and uh, give us the strength to get through. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.